0: Goes, Gordon. Tell me why you don't think what Tom Wilson did was illegal, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Explain what you think, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Okay, tough guy. You found the Crowley Show. Well, your mom listens, and you should, too. 412-919-1316 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom is behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73, at ButtonPusher970. And please tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here all live from the Fox Bet Studios. Make the call. Download the app today. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. The Patriots lost, but the Steelers were eliminated first. They were eight and eight, and they've got some work to do. Who stays? Who goes? Mark Caboli of the Athletic joins us now to discuss. Mark, any poop stories for us first? No, uh,
1: no poop stories. I do have a little bit of a disagreement with you with your Sean McDermott. Uh... Whatever Mm. you were saying about how he screwed up the end of that game. I disagree with you on that
0: one. Mm. Why?
1: I thought thought it was a brilliant play. I mean, you had to do what he did right there. I mean, you're looking at fourth down. You don't know if it's going to be a first down or not. You have to have your kicking unit on there just in case they say it's fourth down. And. If it comes back first down, you're going to run your offense on, lose eight seconds just to spike the ball. I thought it was brilliant. Brilliant play.
0: I Actually, didn't they have a timeout in their pocket too, though? No, I don't think so.
1: Because I think they just threw it to the end zone the next play, then kicked it. That, that's why they had to be out there, because if they would have just come back and said, okay, it's fourth down, you had to hurry up and do the field goal just to send it to the
0: overtime. So that was brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, I'll by go, the way, I'll go by with the your way, thing because I don't way. care enough about it, but we'll, go ahead.
1: Oh, oh, one last thing about you, your wife saying, uh, about, that's a tour, saying that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. She must not listen to your show then, huh?
0: Whoa! That's at the top. top rope! Those are fighting
2: words. Mark could kill me from the
0: second rope. He doesn't
2: need Easy. to go all the way the top rope, you son of a bitch. My gosh, we don't want to escalate. Stop. No escalation. Okay. You just be nice from here on. I'm going to drone money, you, Mark.
1: You got a whole lot of money.
0: Mark Caballi of The Athletic chastising me on my own radio <laughs> program. Mark, who's staying, who's going? Let's start with this guy, Vance McDonald. Stay or go.
1: Uh, I think he's going to have to stay around. I mean, he has the, a kind of interesting contract where it's a club option coming up here at the first new year or the first day of the new league year in March. Uh So basically guaranteeing his contract. So it's not like they can wait around and wait until, uh, uh see what happens in the draft or see what happens in free agency. Knowing that, I think they just have to bring him back and just hope he does better with a quarterback who actually throws to tight ends. So I think he definitely comes back, even though it's a hit of, what, six, seven million against the cap. I think they'll make that up somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I think that's a guy they need to keep around, too, Mark, for all the reasons that you just said. And I even thought he was going to have a Pro Bowl-type season coming into this year. I thought he'd be very good, and I'm not sure he wasn't just not very good because of the quarterback play. Moving on, Ramon Foster. Everyone loves him. Great guy. I like him, too. But I think that's an obvious cut right there.
1: Yeah, that's saving $4 million there, right there by getting rid of him. I mean, there's been twice before in, in just tenure here at the Steelers, maybe three times actually, that we all thought he was going to be moving on and he somehow came back for another year. I think that finally goes away this this time around just because, first, he's going to be, 34 here coming up, 33? He really didn't have a good season whatsoever. Plus, you have options there to get younger and it's offensive line that's not really going to, you know, cost you a ton of money if you want Filer, you want Banner, whoever you want to bring in Finney. So unless he's willing, I would even say to take a, you know, a minimum type of deal, which he probably wouldn't do, I would say that he would be gone. How about Mark Barrett? That's another tough one. I mean, both those inside linebackers are a very difficult call right now because you don't know how much – They would have played if Devin Bush would have played the majority of the snaps. I know Bush ended up playing with 80% of the snaps. I think Barron is really what they want and what they need to make that defense go. And maybe not he's not as talented as he once was, but he gives them options to move people around and play different types of schemes that uh, they weren't able to do last year, although they wanted to. But that's another... Huge cap number. I think they can save, what, $5, 6000000 million right. by getting rid of him. So uh, even though um, they might both be back, I would tend to lean toward the, either Vince or Barron will end up getting cut just because of a cap casualty. Uh, Williams, I mean, it depends how much you want to use him. I mean, you're only going to use him 15 to 18 snaps a game. There's no use keeping him around. And you can save seven million bucks, I believe, over the next two years. I think if if they had their choice, they would keep them both. But it's all predicated on what they do with Bud Dupree. And if they don't franchise tag him, all of a sudden they got 17 million extra bucks to play with and they could do what they want. So I think we'll find out first with what they do with Bud, because I think that franchise tag has to be Uh, identified before the new league year. So usually that would be a first domino. and You could probably predict a lot better after that.
0: I think that that's exactly what they're going to do, though. I think they're going to slap Bud Dupree with the franchise tag, and then I think they're going to try to negotiate a long-term contract with him. I don't think that they hate the idea of him playing on the tag this year, but I think they'd rather get something done where he's going to be around for the next four or so years.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, Adam, is he's already guaranteed $16 bucks right, first year. So why would he sign a deal, a long-term deal, after the franchise tag that pays him less than $16 million that first year? So I don't know how much relief you would get in that first year, maybe years two, three, and four. They would be able to do that. But, I mean, I don't think they have much choice either. He's a guy that could, you know, I mean, you want to keep this defense around. Right. Uh, you know, in packs, so, and he was a big part of what, you know, obviously with the defense, didn't he? Obviously with TJ Watt did as well, but that's going to. Pucked a lot of money up front, regardless of its franchise or if it's just signing into a long term
0: deal. Javon Hargrave, he played a lot this year based on circumstance. Really good player. He's priced himself out of Pittsburgh, though. If the Steelers are going to sign Dupree to a franchise tag or to a contract, I mean, there's just absolutely no room for Hargrave. And I don't necessarily know if that's a terrible thing if you get Stefan to It back. And you don't have Hargrave. I still think you're probably coming out ahead from what they had at the end of the year.
1: Well, yeah, you probably really don't need Hargrave. If, like you said, if Tua is healthy, I mean, he's only going to play probably two to three hundred snaps. If that's the case, right there, so um, good for him. I mean, he—if he, you needed a, an injury by a teammate, this was the year to have it for Tua because it was able to—he was able to prove that he could do. More than just being those placa, I think he would love to come back, but the Steelers aren't going to you know invest more money into their uh defensive line. They already got hundred and twenty plus million wrapped up in two of them, so I can't see them bringing him back unless nobody would want him on the outside, but I don't think that's the case whatsoever.
0: What would the final score have been if the Steelers played the Patriots on saturday
1: uh, thirty three to three maybe. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe Moncrief drop a couple balls, bring him back just for that. Now it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to be close because they were going to be lost that game mentally before they even stepped on the plane to go to Foxborough. That was that's the case um, um Tennessee and Bravil. I mean, they had the confidence they can go in there and beat them because they already did that once. The Steelers, have, I mean, they've never done it, so I think that's why. Where it would have been lost first, and all of a sudden you have to go to your, your talent, and you realize that. You don't have much talent in quarterback, and you have no shots. So it would have been ugly.
0: Do you think the Patriots are dead? Is it over?
1: I think it's close. I mean, you got one of two things. You either get rid of your franchise quarterback to to get some money to uh, supplement that roster, or you keep your franchise quarterback and play with a bunch of bums again. So you're basically in a lose-lose situation unless you get rid of uh, Brady. And hopefully Jarrett Stidham turns into the next coming of Todd and Brady, and you could bring in some uh, talent. It's funny how uh, Brady lifts all of his uh, receivers up over the past twenty years, but he wasn't able to do that this year, though. Huh?
0: Well, it's funny how time changes things, Mark. Who do you think? All right, this is this is very early. It's January sixth, right now, and neither quarterback's playing in the playoffs. <coughs> thank you for coughing into the microphone. Oh, there, I'm sorry. who do you think has a better season next year, Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady? Depends where Brady's at. No, don't. you got to give it to me. It's radio.
1: Well, if he goes to San Diego, I keep calling it San Diego. If he goes to the Chargers, I think he'd have a good shot. I think Ben's going to come back fine. He, he, put it this way. We're going to be so used to Dr. Mason for 14 games. Ben could be, have the worst season of his career. will be like, wow, he's having a great year. So I think Ben has more stuff around him. Unless, you know, unless somehow Brady goes to, you know, the Cleveland Browns or something like that, right? So
0: I should done right now, yeah. Mark, appreciate the time. Thank you for chastising the show at the very beginning.
1: And I enjoy your wife's candidness, so she must not listen to your show, so I
0: really respect her. I'm hanging up on you. You don't even know what you're saying. You're being offensive. I can't handle that. I can't have that on my airwaves. Good move, hanging up on And they are my airwaves. Yeah, that was BS. No, my wife said to me was when the kick's going through the uprights and Joe Testor goes, if this ends 19-19, to 19, it's the first time that we've ever had a game end in regulation in the postseason at 19-19. And she says, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and it really is stupid. You you have so many different things you can say there. And I know I'm not on ESPN, and I know that I'm not calling play-by-play for ESPN's Monday Night Football. My career will never reach the level of Joe Testor. Fine. You want to be that person? Fine. You can say that. But I still think I'm qualified enough to say you didn't have to set it up that way. The playoff hopes of two teams hinge on this year' field goal. Two franchises that have dealt with heartbreak and failure. They've got an opportunity here. One team to advance, one team not to. But no, it's all of NFL history. 1919 at the end of regulation. Like anybody gives a rat's ass. Do you think people left that game at NRG Stadium, walk out, and they are like, Guys, can you believe we saw the first ever 1919 end of regulation playoff score? Not one of them cares. Not one of them knows that. Not one of them's thinking about it. No one gives a rat's ass, Joe Tess. I'm getting way too worked up about something that does not need work Yeah, Yeah, and
2: I, and I think, man, honestly, you, you missed it here. Because the workup, he was just getting to the joke to say your show's not listenable. Mm. That he was just working out. He just needed that to get there. I don't think he was getting, getting worked up over the actual 1919 oh, stupid. Yeah, I think he was just saying that your show is the dumbest thing that somebody would have ever heard. Well, that oh, his wife would have show. ever heard. Sorry. Right. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so that was a personal attack. Don't get worked up over the football. Think of how you can get back at Kaboli now. Yeah. Well,
0: here's the deal, Kaboli. If you think the show's hard to listen to, my wife has to deal with me every day at home.
2: You That's just, you did I get cell phone him? Yourself. You did it wrong. No, you, I, I
0: didn't get him. You just did it really wrong on yourself.
2: Rough. Yeah.
0: If you think the show is dumb, Mark, you should have heard me in college with my wife the things I used You're to say. Still, You're still beating up on yourself you gotta do something like you think this show's boring mark try reading one of your columns puts me to sleep in three sentences wait why are you trying to take out mark
2: Uh, he doesn't get it Brad. i don't think he does he does not get it you
0: think i'm dumb you should meet my kid you're so bad at this you're so bad you're just such a nice guy (laughs) i am a nice guy
2: think this show's bad you should see crowley in bed yeah it's It's like this big (laughs) and i got my fingers really close together mark
0: had the Steelers made the playoffs and played New England, I'll tell you exactly how it would have gone. That's next. It's the Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. This is a Jackson Hewitt tax service announcement. Don't want to wait weeks for your tax refund? That's a
2: reason to go to Jackson.
0: And ah, I can mean, see you taking two cabasas at once in college, but probably not on the sandwich.
2: Adam Crowley on ESPN
0: Pittsburgh. my computer's finally working Oh, thank so God. So I can deliver the hard hitting sports sock you've all been waiting for. Oh, the why show's was back. There,
2: was there a problem with it? I wouldn't have known. You did know. I was complaining very loudly. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. Oh.
0: Yeah, it was dripping with sarcasm. Oh. It's like... Guess I'm just not picking up on stuff today. Also, quit dripping on me. Why was that? Some sarcasm, sarcasm all over you. Oh, God. A pearl necklace of sarcasm. Sarkaki. <laughs> Had the Steelers made the playoffs, they're getting their ass beat by the New England Patriots. Steelers would not have been able to do what the Tennessee Titans did. I was looking at some of the statistics from that game, and they had the perfect game plan. We talk all the time about needing to outduel Tom Brady. Is your quarterback capable of outplaying Tom Brady? It rarely comes down to that. It's usually can you keep the football away from Tom Brady? Now, there's been other circumstances. Now, when Nick Foles out Tom Brady, right? That offense was able to put up more points. It can happen. But more times than not, you want to dominate time of possession. More times than not, you want to run the football. And that's what the Tennessee Titans did when they beat the Patriots on Saturday. 201 rushing yards on 40 carries. That's being committed to the run. And that's being effective running the football. It's really easy to run the ball 40 times over you are running for five yards a carry. That's what happened in this game. It wouldn't have happened with the Steelers. The Steelers were 24th in the league in rushing attempts per game despite having the worst quarterback in football. The Titans, they, by passer rating, had the best quarterback in football, and they still ran the ball 40 times. The Titans, they ran it for 5 yards per carry. The Steelers on the season rushed for 3.7 yards per tote. That would have had to have been the game plan the Steelers went in there to try to win with. Run the ball, run it well, keep the ball away from Brady, don't let Duck Hodges be exposed to that historically great defense. But the Steelers were never committed to the run the way that they needed to be this year. Part of that is because they simply weren't good enough with it without Ben Roethlisberger. But there's no way that the Steelers would have gone into New England and beaten the Patriots with a similar game plan, which means that they wouldn't have beaten them. Derrick Henry... He doesn't exist on this Pittsburgh Steelers roster. James Conner, ain't Derrick Henry. Benny Snell, ain't Derrick Henry. Garrett White, ain't Derrick Henry. The Steelers' offensive line was built to what? Protect Ben Roethlisberger? Not to have a power running game. There's also this. Titans were 2-for-2 in the red zone in scoring touchdowns. They scored touchdowns on 76% of their red zone trips this year. That's the best mark in the NFL. The Steelers, meanwhile, scored on 35% of their red zone trips, the worst in the NFL by 5%. And to put it in even further context, the Steelers last year in the red zone scored 72% of their times. That was the best mark in the NFL. So the Titans this year, better than the Steelers were last year at scoring in the red zone. So the Titans, they were built to beat the Patriots. The Steelers absolutely not. The Steelers would not have been able to replicate that. Also, the Titans just turned the football over one time. Tennessee turned it over one time per game this year. The Steelers bad in that capacity as well. 27th in the NFL in giveaways, about two per game. Was it worth it for the Steelers to miss the playoffs for the Titans to beat the Patriots? That's right. A question that they may ask across the street. 412 919 the number was it worth it for the Steelers not to make it so the Titans could knock the Patriots out. I don't think so. I don't like playing it that way. I hate feeling that way if I'm a Steelers fan. You want your team to make the playoffs. Makes you feel good. You're proud of them. You get to watch them an extra weekend. Here's something that I don't think people think about enough, or maybe they do and I'm just a moron. There's 52 weekends a year. You only get the Steelers... In games that matter, 16 times. Give me one more. Give me one more. Win or lose, it's still an event. You get your friends over, you can eat some chips. It's a reason to get stupendously drunk, and you don't have to necessarily explain it away to your wife. Adam, why are you hammered again? Why'd you have 14 icy lights? Uh, Leanna, the Steelers are on. Or I should say, uh, Leanna, the Steelers are on. Oh, okay. Just sleep downstairs. It's a great thing if your team makes the playoffs. The news channels, instead of children falling from windows and turnpike accidents and, oh my God, it might be icy in three weeks from now. Instead, they're talking about the Steelers. Instead of it being useless local news, which is all local news is, we get Steelers talk, which is still kind of lame, but anyhow, it's better. You want to make the playoffs. Your friends come over. You got something to talk about all week, and instead of talking about your terrible, useless life, you get to talk about the terrible, useless playoff game the Steelers are going to have. And even if it's the New England Patriots in Foxborough, this is my favorite thing about any sport in any winner-go-home game. You're going to have that flicker in your heart at some point over the course of the week where we can do this. I don't care who's playing. I don't care what time they're playing. I don't care where you're playing. There's going to be that little flicker of hope. And there's nothing better for a sports fan, and worse, I guess, frankly, than that flicker of hope. Maybe that is actually just the worst thing, but I like it. West Virginia, a couple years ago, they weren't going to beat Villanova. That was the best team in college basketball, but for a brief moment, I thought maybe they would. You just need that moment where you think, hey, maybe. In leading up to the game, you're sitting there and you're talking with your buddies. Maybe you pour back a couple of cold pilsners, or maybe you're drinking a couple of stouts on this cold winter night. And you say, yeah, if the Steelers run the football a little bit, I think they could beat the Patriots. Or your buddy says, what if T.J. Watt comes off the edge and you got a Carson Palmer situation where the kneecap goes sideways? And you say to yourself, oh my God, that could really happen. Or what if Julian Edelman drops the ball on second down and six? Julian Edelman. What if their kicker sucks? What if? What if? What if? What if? I like to have that hope. I like to have that belief. I like to think for just a second something fabulous can happen. Now, in reality, eh, not going to happen. The Steelers are not going to beat the Patriots for all the reasons I just said. But that's why, if the question is, would you rather the Tennessee Titans be in and beat the Patriots or you be in and lose to the Patriots, I'll take my team making the playoffs every single time. It's a ritual, man. My grandma, she just turned 92 this weekend. Happy birthday, Grandma Dee. Woo! 90 friggin' two years old. I mean, Jesus Christ. Shout out. I mean, how old is she going to be before she kills? Like, she's 92. How many more Steelers games is she going to watch? She loves the Steelers. Give her one more. I mean, I hope she gets more than one more. But give her one more. We're talking about a playoff game, baby. In Foxborough? I don't care if you're going to Kansas City. There's a the flicker of hope. There's... One extra weekend where I get to say, no, honey, I'm not doing the laundry. My feet are going up. I'm drinking 14 Pilsners, and I'm watching my team on the damn playoffs. That's the best. I also think it's bittersweet that the dynasty is over for the New England Patriots. I said this earlier in the show. The Steelers, yeah... Your fans get to celebrate, and yeah, everyone's running around, throwing their arms in the air and waving them like they just don't care. People are smooching in the streets. There's going to be a baby boom nine friggin' months from now. There's going to be a baby boom nine months from now, baby. All kind of babes going to pop out being named Logan or Ryan because the Patriots lost. (laughs) And that's fun, right? Or Mike and Vrabel. I like that, but it's bittersweet to me that the Steelers... They had nothing to do with it. And they never beat them. I give me two decades of the greatest franchise in history, the greatest dynasty of all time, and the Steelers never beat them. And now if it's over, if Saturday was it, if Saturday's goodbye, the Steelers never beat them in a game that matters. Beat them in 4 lost them in the AFC Championship game. Lost them in one in the AFC Championship game. Lost them in 2016 in the AFC Championship game. Beat them in 2011, didn't matter, lost to Tim Tebow. You beat them last year, doesn't matter, don't make the playoffs. Beat them in 2008, you won the Super Bowl, but guess what? Not the playoffs, and they didn't have Tom Brady. You beat them at times, but you never beat them in a game that truly led to anything. And I was hoping that before the Patriots dynasty ended, the Steelers might get one in the playoffs. The Steelers might be able to say, you know what? We beat them once. And I'd be able to tell my daughter. I'd be able to say, hey, guess what? That great dynasty, they were the best. But that one time the Steelers got over on him, nah, it didn't happen. Maybe if Jesse James could carry the ball into the freaking end zone. That's where it really went off the rails. That's that's the one that hurts the most from a regular season standpoint. Oh, going to get the home field advantage, gonna get the Titans instead of the Jags. Oh, Would have set up perfectly. Although those Titans, they're, they're tough, man. Nah, not back then. They weren't anything back then. The Steelers have got their ass reamed so many times by the Patriots in the regular season. 55 points they gave up, 600-some mm. yards, the most yardage in points the Steelers' proud franchise had ever given up. Uh, the Steelers have been blown out in openers in 2002. They got blown out this year, 33-3. to All those games suck. The one that hurts the most from a regular season standpoint was the Patriots game that you just alluded to, the Jesse James game, and not just because of the way it ended, but because of the way it was built up. Like the Steelers tried to lose like the three weeks before that because all they were doing was talking about the damn Patriots. They kept trying to lose and finding a way to win. They beat the Packers and you're beating the Colts and you're beating the Ravens and you're really gutting all those victories out. And then you lose to the Patriots because Ben Roethlisberger throws a ball to the left and they don't get out of bounds. And then well, let's rush them up to the line of scrimmage and we're going to throw an interception here. The Jesse James thing hurt. It was the right call, stupid rule, right call. What killed me is that they had the chance at the end. So never will we see the Steelers beat the Patriots in a game that matters when Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are at the top of their powers. I mean, for God's sakes, even the Dolphins had their hand in the dynasty following this year. The Dolphins get a chance to, you know... Did a final blow to the Patriots. You're telling me they didn't have a hand in that? They knocked them out of the first round by. Okay, if you want to do it that way, then the Steelers absolutely had something to do with it. Because the Steelers didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Had the Steelers made it, the Patriots are going on in the second round of the playoffs. But since the Steelers bowed out, the Titans get in, and now they're done. Bam, you know what? I guess the Steelers did have something to do with it. No, 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 no. Thank you, Tom. You're wrong, because even if the Steelers would have won, the Titans win would have just knocked the Steelers out anyway. I'm talking about how the Steelers made the playoffs. Yeah, but they wouldn't have, because they lo- they, even if they would have beat it's the Ravens... It's a hypothetical! If the Steelers are in, the Titans are out! Get the hell out of here! Yeah, Dolphins had their hand in it. Steelers never did. It's pathetic.
2: So I'm still trying to tread lightly across this. The Patriots are done. No, in. You're saying the Steelers don't have a chance to do this again. They do. Are you saying if they beat them in the playoffs next year, it doesn't count? It doesn't man. count, and here's I mean, why, Tom. Brian, I mean, I just called him Tom. No, I'm in
0: agreement with you. With who? Br- Crowman. This is what? The soul's been sucked out. Yes. They are not the Patriots anymore.
2: Okay. They might wear the colors. They might play in Foxborough. Those are fraud
0: Patriots. They're fraud Patriots. So
2: Tom Brady's there. Belichick's there. It does not feel good. It's like uh, we just beat another team. You're it not feels... going to revel in that at all. It's not, you're not going to beat the old Oh, you'll goalie. be happy. You'll be, be happy. You'll be happy, but here's this. Years
0: later, like Brick Tamlin in Anchorman, years later... People will be saying the Titans killed him, not the Steelers. Why couldn't it have been the Steelers that killed him? Like, if the Steelers, they beat them last year, right? If, they, if the Patriots just, they crumble on the way to the playoffs, then people would say, oh, the Steelers, they started the dominoes falling. But no. Now I think, let's say the Steelers beat in the
2: playoffs next year. It'll still be the Titans that, that ended the franchise. I would say that the Steelers have a great opportunity to deliver the kill shot. The actual Ooh. death blow that takes them mm. out and not just lightened it up for them. Yeah, the Titans kind of worked them up, and yeah, they're real, and they're falling back. T- Steelers have come- can come in and do the finishing move and knock the hell out of them. That feels good, right? Also,
0: what if next year the Patriots beat the Titans Ooh. on the way to playing the Steelers? And they're therefore
2: exercising the Titan
0: oh. demon like and then playing the Steelers yeah. in the AFC Championship game where the Steelers deliver the final blow. The Patriots are done. They're not even winning their division next year. Yeah, no, they're not. The Jets are coming up strong. The Dolphins are going to be better. Wait, 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 what did you wait just a second. Wait, wait a second. Here. <laughs> Do you want me to slow it down? Please. The Jets are coming up okay. strong, and the Dolphins are going to be better. If <laughs> it's magic. Does it have the same feeling if Tom Brady walks away, goes to Los Angeles Chargers, and Drew Brees comes in there to lead the quarterback position for the <laughs> Patriots. If the Steelers could somehow get to the playoffs with Ben Roethlisberger be a juggernaut again next year, the way that we think perhaps they could have, Ben's healthy. If they beat the Patriots and Breeze, how's that feel? I mean, I'm not scared of Breeze-led Patriots. Breeze is a choke artist. What if it's Eli Manning and the Patriots? Oh my god, I'm terrified. I am <laughs> terrified. That is worst case scenario. I'd rather it be Tom Brady than Eli Manning. <laughs> The football world does really come full circle, though. If Eli Manning winds up with the Patriots, <laughs> the one dude who could beat them even when they seem to be at the top of their powers, he joins the Pats. Brady's on his way out. The guy who beat the Patriots when no one else could then loses to the Steelers, the team that could never beat the Patriots when they were at the top of their powers. Holy cheese and crackers, we found it out. Eli There's beats the some, hole in the matrix. Eli beats him one last time, but from the
2: inside. No, no, no way, Belichick's footnote with looking at that stupid face oh, day in and like, day out. I think he'd like, rather get Peyton back than yeah, go to Eli. Yeah. Cooper? What's Cooper Manning he'd up rather, to? He'd rather have neck injury Peyton back. <laughs> Here's the other thing
0: that could make the Matrix explode or implode. Ryan Tannehill at the end of the year. Ooh, Free agent. Becomes a Patriot. What if Tannehill takes over for Brady? Ooh. The team that ended the dynasty it's all like all of a sudden then He is reborn as the Patriots quarterback. How do you feel as a Steelers fan if you beat the Tannehill-led Patriots? Is Brady going to the Titans in this scenario? Because I don't want to give Brady that running game. I mean, my God, he'll run up and down the field on you. Do they have any white wide receivers? No. Not yet. They've got really good wide receivers, though, the Patriots didn't have. They could find a white wide receiver. If they do and he winds up with the Titans, look out. I mean, Switzer's on the market.
2: (laughs) He said a white wide receiver that is good at their job.
0: Oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying. Uh We got the hottest take of the day. Mm. Other crap and three stars of the show next. I feel like we just connected all the dots in this off-season's football universe. I feel like there's nothing else that even needs to be said. Do we even have to do the rest of the show? Yes, we do. Okay, well then the hottest take of the day, other crap and three stars next. TSP in Pittsburgh. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's name-your-price-tool.
1: Condoms, noses, on my uh, work computer,
0: so... The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh.
2: Tax day is coming.
1: Oh, no.
2: Everybody
0: was Kung Fu fighting. I hate when people complain about other people going to the gym. What? <laughs> How so? Here's what happens. Every fatty who has wanted to lose weight for a long time, they try to lose weight on January 1st. Looking at you, Elizabeth. <laughs> and they're going to go to the gym. And then people fat shame, they go, oh my god, the is so crowded, I hate this, I hate that. Here's the deal. Don't we want a thinner society? Yes. Don't we all want to be sexy? Don't we all want to be the best of ourselves? I want sexy people running around everywhere. So people go to the gym, get
2: sexified. That's what
0: I want to see. (laughs) You want to see that? It's easy easy to say. I want everybody to be hot, like me and you and Tom.
2: Yeah, just like us. Man, the gym is a crazy place right now. It is a crazy, crazy place. It resembles a ranch of sorts where there's a lot of cattle moving in and out, doing stuff. And, I mean, it'll change in a few weeks, but right now, I mean, this is double our ranch down there. (laughs) There's no one there to to hurt them in, either. No, they just run around, (laughs) around grazing on machines and all this stuff, trying to fit Twinkies in between sets. It's awful.
0: Weights are just
2: heavy things that are shaped like weights. Weights. (laughs) I'll just go there and lift fat people. I'll be buff in no time
0: i just don't have a
2: problem people want to better themselves fine i'm not gonna get pissed i don't like the
0: crowds
2: i mean good job for trying to make yourself better though everybody i mean i hate
0: traffic and i guess it's just like traffic at the gym i don't love it it's easier when there's not that many people there but i respect people who try to get back in shape or in shape for the first time good on you
2: yeah way to go i won't see you after next week but good try probably gonna quit but you know what let's do this together at least you know you need to do something Damn, I had this written down for the hottest take of the day. Man, yeah, knowing's half the battle. Gotta
0: come up with a new one. Dude. I'll think of something. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> day, day, day. <laughs> My gym is so crowded right now, I can't stand the number of people that are in there. Can't recycle. They're just trying to get in better shape but you know I don't got time for that you have to wait till the first of the year to come to the gym and get in better shape how about trying to be your best version of yourself forever you're a bunch of idiots if you think you're just gonna come in on July 1st January 1st I shouldn't say and you're gonna come in here and you're gonna you're gonna get in shape you're gonna get sexy you're gonna get thin you're gonna walk into my gym my gym an and you think that you are going to come in here and get in a better shape well let me tell you something you don't got the stones i hate when my gym gets crowded it's off this is the same take but you're yelling now
2: yeah it's just same take but louder it's yeah. actually the opposite While take. we're railing on the gym and it? it's exactly the opposite take. Oh, is it? Yes. The wow. nuance is missed
0: on you. When I yell, I guess you guys just don't listen. That's fine. Yeah, you're scared. Me. You get scary. Trying to do you know,
2: while point. we're railing on gems, the guy who decides to floss his balls with a towel oh. after he's mm. done taking a shower, please stop that. Why
0: do old people feel like they can just be naked wherever they want to be? I don't understand
2: that. Like, once your balls touch your knees, stop it. Wear a towel. I don't need to see that. I'm getting caught with collateral swings sometimes. Guy makes the wrong turn, I'm catching a nut to the face. Oh, no. I have never seen a man's
0: nuts at the gym that weren't touching his knees. <laughs> There's never young people walking around, oh, man, I dropped my towel. Like That doesn't happen. It's always guys. <laughs> it looks like they've got labia around their balls.
2: It does. I mean, I don't know how you don't like get that caught on something.
0: Oh, the zipper? Oh, it's got to be a nightmare every time you zip your jeans. Imagine I mean, trying you to in- shave
2: your nuts like at the door oh they're way past that
0: you don't try to shave your nuts whenever you're like 90 i don't think so probably not no, it's you're health right for a hazard yeah
2: yeah hopefully it works out like your head at that age it's just no it more just gross away got a sack going <laughs> on more left. that'd
0: be great i'd sign up for that i was just about to say you don't have to shave because you're not trying to impress anybody but you're clearly trying to impress people at the gym
2: oh you don't know about nursing homes apparently <laughs> My friend, we've got a whole
0: world to reveal to you <laughs> I think when I'm old, what I like is if my nuts sag and something else is going to sag too, and if that sagged, maybe it looks a little bit better by the time I get to the nursing home.
2: Except it'll be sitting next to the sagging uh, scrotum, which would make it look much.
0: It'll look. Smaller. It'll look smaller. Yeah. That's the hottest uh, take of the day. It's now <laughs> time for other crap. It got weird. Which is where we go around in a circle. <laughs> And we talk about things we haven't yet talked about on today's program. Good thing we Woo!
2: talked about all that stuff. We
0: talked about all that. Uh, Yesterday, Josh McCown became the oldest quarterback to make his playoff debut at the ripe old age of 40 years young. Here's a couple interesting stats from Josh McCown's career. He was the guy who handed the ball off to Emmett Smith for his final touchdown <laughs> in the NFL. He's also the man who threw... It to Larry Fitzgerald for his first receiving touchdown in the NFL but all of those impressive feats pale in comparison to him comparing watching porn to landing at the wrong airport so I was
1: flying to St. Louis um, to actually meet up with Craig to do a, a porn and pancakes there and uh, to share my story and we landed and when we landed you know the boom comes on and the, and the lady comes on and she says welcome to Detroit and everybody you know, immediately their heads pop up and everybody's going, what? You know, and, uh, and, you know, everybody kind of laughs. He says, excuse me, St. Louis, you know, and so we all kind of had a laugh, but what it revealed to me was that that's what porn is a lot like. Uh, you go somewhere that you weren't expected to go. And you end up with that feeling of what, where am I? You know, and, and I can tell you countless times that I've sat at my computer looking at something going through websites before and sitting there going, wait, where am I? Who is this guy? And, uh, and um, if you're not careful, it, you'll you'll end up being somewhere where you don't want to be.
2: What the hell rabbit holes is this guy going down? Where is he ending up? I can't say any of the things I think he's searching. It's the
0: FCC. <laughs> he says, we, "I love how he's like." I get surprised when he's like, "Wait, who is this guy?" There's this guy. Eyes popping up in the middle of the videos I'm watching.
2: He's like, he sits down with some softcore at the beginning of the night and ends up with midgets on paragliders throwing fireballs. Like, what the hell? It's like
0: four hours for Josh McCown to watch porn. You never know where you end up. <laughs> I didn't know Josh McCown was anti-porn. Oh, big time. If I knew he was anti-porn, I would not have rooted for him so Believe hard yesterday. Boy,
2: anti-porn, how does he know that happens? We all know that happens. How does he know that happens? He's a born-again non-porn watcher. He's been oh, there before, Brian. He's still on the horse. He's Come seen on. some things. Yeah. Has he been on a horse in one of those rabbit holes? <laughs> That's You get deep enough, you'll end up on a horse with a bunny. <laughs> rabbit holes, horse holes, all the holes. <laughs> yes. Woo! Oh, Jesus, man. Oh, Last so night I got a out lap. of hand and ended up with a turtle and a badger. It's crazy. Who is this guy? The hair finished first. Woo! Other
0: crap.
2: I don't know how to follow that one up. NHL (laughs) hockey, you know how they do the kiss cam? Sure do. We all love to hate it, but uh, this kiss cam happened, and there was a hot girl and her boyfriend there, and the kiss cam popped up on them. They did what any good kiss cam subject would do. They kissed. Then Mm. the guy got up. He stood up got on one knee, and reached into his pocket. Oh, my God. This is very McCown-like. Yeah, it became that that thing you don't want to see. You're in a rabbit hole now. So he gets down, and he sits there. The girl stands up. She puts her hands over her face. She's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Dude pulls an audible in the middle and starts tying his shoe. Psych. No proposal. She's embarrassed. That girl is not
0: happy about that. No. She's fake happy in public, and then when... They get home later. Oh, oh my, God.
2: dude! Like just to give justice to the video, she went full. Oh my God! Yeah. White girl hands over the face. Like Aah! she was ready. She was ready to say yes without a doubt. Yep, that dude did not get late.
0: No, that guy was watching hamster porn at night <laughs> with the Woo! Other rap. Casey Smith's probably watching porn this weekend because he could not go on the Penguins' trip to Montreal. He was supposed to come <clears throat> and be the backup for Matt Murray. He could not be the backup for Matt Murray. He could not be in the cage <clears throat> because he left his passport at home. McCown's like, I saw that video. I know how that ends. <laughs> it's a hell of a flight. Uh, puck in the crease, man. It's a good video.
2: A club, right?
0: And I heard Mike Sullivan, his... Commentary before the game was, oh, we feel really bad for Casey. It's his opportunity to come back and play. He feels terrible. He just got married. He just moved. As a guy who just got married and a guy who just moved, I gotta say, what an idiot! I mean, you can't forget your passport. You're playing the National Hockey League, or you have. You need the passport to go to Canada. They play a lot of games in Canada. You only get a few shots.
2: Shots. They, they take a lot of equipment. Couldn't they just tuck them in one of the boxes? Yeah. Like, in the bag. In. <laughs> Definitely could do that. They just put them in the stick box. Like, without like, a doubt, yeah. they could do that. They smuggle your goalie up to Canada. A
0: passport getting our way. And then when you unzip the goalie bag, out pops the sexy stewardess, and there you go, Josh McGowan. <laughs> All right, Old Josh. Sparkle. Easy. I'm sorry. It's now time for the three stars of the show.
2: Third star. Mm.
0: Tonight's third star of the show, Margot Robbie. There is as good of a chance of me banging Margot Robbie as there is of Tom Brady becoming a Pittsburgh Steeler. You might have a better chance, honestly. I think you're right. You might have higher odds to bang Margot Robbie. I mean, I kind of look like Leo. He does kind of look like Leo. That's not even true. But I've been told I look like Leo.
2: Hey, daddy.
0: Oh, God. Someone else gonna have to sit in the rest of this segment. Even Brian just
2: pretending to be Margot Robbie gets me off. Sent you off. Wow. Oh, my God. Margot Robbie's on your list, that list that married people have. Is, oh. she, is she on that list? She's at the top of the she, list and the bottom of the list. Hey. <laughs> she likes it both. So.
0: Hey. Second star. oh Tonight, second star of the show. Suck it, Ryan Clark. But both those dudes dirty. Suck it, Ryan Clark. Yeah, suck it, Ryan Clark. Dirty player. <laughs> dirty player. So dirty. Did that make sense? Make perfect sense, Crowman. You crushed him. Oh. Uh, Can't stand Ryan Clark. Way to crush him, man. I know. Yeah, it. man, you crushed him like I'm Ryan back. Clark crushing a guy trying to run five yards out of bounds. Willis McGahey? Oh. Ruined his career. Not really, but kinda. You Brian Clark, Ryan Clark. Oh! Yeah. oh my god. Suck it, Clark! You don't wanna you don't wanna hurt him. But, I mean, you're not upset that he is hurt. His
2: intent wasn't to hurt No, him.
0: never. I would <laughs> never try to hurt anybody. But if he's limping off the field, I mean, okay. Ryan Clark, I see you on a football field. I'm getting my ass kicked. But you are in my domain now, oh, Mr. Tweeter and please. Broadcaster.
2: You want to go? I got you right here, bitch! War of Muscles, Crowley will lose every mm. day. War of Words, you're in trouble. So much trouble, Ryan Clark. He's a dirty wordsmith over there, that crow man. McCowan once ended up on a video of him late at night. Got real Whoa. awkward. <laughs> first off.
0: Whoa. And tonight's first star of the show, uh-huh. Buck Up. They're the best running team I've ever seen. They are the best running team we've ever, ever in the history of the NFL. They broke the record. Yeah, but they had 16 games to do it. I think the 1979 Dolphins or some crap. Uh, you know I'm just let, just uh, because they were uh, too soft back then to play 16 games, I don't want to hear <laughs> about it. All right? buck up. Uh, oh, the past was so tough. You played
2: 14 games. Ravens' please. running game made two extra games without getting hurt. Hey, Amen. One extra game. One extra game hey, against
0: Steelers. <laughs> Tom, we gotta unpack this year for a second. What? You just told me to buck up. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Why am I having to
2: buck up? What the hell does that mean? I wasn't <laughs> telling you
0: to buck up. I was telling all the old <laughs> fogies to buck up that are like, oh, it's so tough to play back in the day. It's, Why don't you play two more games?
2: It's so Crowley is properly bucked then. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's bucked. <laughs>
2: I'm I mean, surprised you didn't tell the Steelers and other
0: teams of yesteryear that they need to buckle their chin straps. You gotta be a you gotta be a real man. Put, put your hair. hand in the dirt a little bit. Get I your nose to the grindstone. <laughs> oh we're done, the we did step. it, yeah. It Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Jeez. That's it, we finished early. Josh finished early, Gallon. Josh. Josh McCown being anti-porn makes a lot of sense now that uh, when I look at his face, like that looks like a guy, he kind of looks like he's constipated all the time, and it's because he is, just not with poop. (laughs) It's like he's got four pounds of yogurt in his testicles. He needs to release. He does. Yeah, he's like that dog in Van Wilder. Do you think that's why he was so slow at the end of the game, because he was weighed down by all the yogurt as you put it i think he'd be a lot more successful as a quarterback if he did have a quicker release and that works in multiple facets well he
2: likes to hold on to it for a long time tomorrow on the
0: show dave damashek buck up
2: looking for a personal injury attorney our experienced personal injury attorneys have years of experience getting the kind of results that you're